church. You want to stand to your feet? Who was at Girls' Day out yesterday? Yeah, was it awesome or what? It's a fantastic day. So thank you so much. So one of the things that we were talking about was the courage. And what we're going to sing is nothing is impossible. We've got the courage to believe that our God is a God who wants to do the impossible through us. He wants to do the impossible in our situations. That He's the God who could do anything and He wants to partner with us to do that. So let's sing, let's declare our God is a God of the impossible. I believe, I believe, I believe. 
Cause it's you who gives me strength Nothing is impossible through you Blind eyes are open Strongholds are broken I am living by faith Nothing is impossible So I believe, I believe I believe, I believe in you I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe in you. Good morning, let's pray. Father, I thank you for a great opportunity today to come together and to worship you, to lift you up, to make sure you receive all the glory. And this morning, Lord, it's our pleasure to push the cares, the thoughts of the world off to our left and off to our right and to focus in on you. beautiful beyond description yes. cannot be fathomed or explained with words yet this morning we have the privilege of coming and sitting at your feet being in your presence and acknowledging you not only as our father in heaven not only as our lord and our saviour but as our friend as our brother and that really is an incredible honour this morning so Lord, I pray that the sound of our praise, the sound of our worship, our words, our thoughts toward you would be acceptable to you this morning, that you would be lifted up. And Lord, I also ask that you would breathe life on your church today. Lord, where there's fear, I command fear to go in Jesus' name. Where there's thoughts of doubt, I command them to go in the name of Jesus. And this morning we release faith release hope, we release peace in Jesus' name that your church would flourish in our city and in our nation, in the nations of the world, Lord that we would thrive wherever we are whenever we're there, being like Jesus, so thank you for the great opportunities before us Amen, Amen Why don't you say hello to a couple of people this morning, greet them, tell them they're looking great Yeah just tell them they're looking great. <coughs> it's wonderful to have Pastor David and Claire Quinn with us from Fielding this morning. hear from them very shortly. If you're visiting with us today, welcome. It is great to have you here. Can I encourage you after our, our gathering this morning, as you head out the door, just on the right-hand side, there's a table there with some bags on it, and uh, there's information in there about who we are as a church, where we're heading. Please help yourself to a bag. Alternatively, there'll be a text number will come up on the screen at some point. If you if you text us your email address, we can, we'll get in touch with you. We'd love to do that. It would be wonderful. But I pray that you really can relax this morning, you enjoy our time together, and uh, 
I've got a sense that God wants to do something special amongst us today. So let your expectancy rise. Church, can we give our guests a welcome, please? Great to have you with us. Well, there's just a couple of things I need to draw your attention to so that you know. The first one is next week, next weekend, we're doing a food drive uh, for Food Link. And so if you could bring with you to our gatherings next week, preferably non-perishable foods, but um, we're going to fill up the, the, what do you call it, the food thing? What do you call it? Food bank. The food bank. And... Um, That'll be great. So if you can bring stuff with you next week, that'll be awesome. We'll enjoy that. The other thing I want to bring your attention to is Easter. Easter is in a fortnight's time. And this year we are meeting twice at Easter. We're meeting Good Friday. And then we are meeting again on Sunday morning at 10 a.m., just the one gathering on the Sunday morning. Uh, The Friday, 9.30 a.m., is going to be memorable. I can promise you that. You will still remember it in 20 years' time. But I need to give you this disclaimer, and I want to encourage you to bring as many people as you can to it. If you or someone that you're going to bring has recently suffered a loss in your family, someone's passed on, it'll be incredibly moving Friday. It'll be incredibly moving. So I want you to be aware of that before you come. I don't want to set you up for something you're not prepared for, okay? It'll be incredibly moving, but we're going to have a very, very powerful time together on the Friday. So I invite you to come, be part of it. It'll be amazing. And then we'll have a great time on the Sunday as well. You're very quiet. You were listening, eh? Yeah, tell a joke. I haven't got any jokes today. No jokes, no jokes. I'm a bit sunburned actually on my face. It's a little bit... Yeah, I got to go fishing yesterday. It was lovely. It was nice. Boy, we live in a pretty country. Uh, have you ever stopped to think about our country? It's absolutely amazing. Really good. We would have brought back a truckload of fish, but Ray seemed to be dropping them back in the water as fast as he was getting them onto the boat. This oh, I shouldn't say hopeless public. It was hopeless. It was like, come on, just get them on the bin. Get them in the bin. <laughs> Anyway, we've got Psalm 42 this morning. Claire, why don't you come and read with us this morning? Can you give her a hand as she comes, please? Nice to have you with us. Thanks. Psalm 42. As the deer longs for the streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Day and night I have only tears for food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, Where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshippers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Saviour and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you, even from the distant Mount Hermon, the source of Jordan, from the land of Mount Mizar. I hear the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. But each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me, and through each night I hear... 
I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. O God, my rock, I cry, why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff, where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Saviour and my God. Fantastic words, aren't they? Well, I forgot to ask if anyone had had a birthday. Has anyone had a birthday in the last week or a wedding anniversary? Birthday or wedding anniversary? Wedding anniversary. Just as well I asked with you sitting right there. Hey, Boy, that was a, that was a close day. Birthday. Wedding anniversary. Fantastic. You better come down here and join me. Let me hold that, John. You can't do the work and celebrate at the same time. Any other birthdays or wedding anniversaries this weekend? Or this week, last week? No. Cool. How many years? 36. 36, that's worth a hand. Take one for your wife, yeah. Birthday, wedding and a birthday. Happy 25, eh? Awesome, happy birthday, Josh. Fantastic. How many years for you? 13. 13. Take one for Jeff as well, eh? Awesome. Awesome. Well done. Very good. Why don't we stand up, church, and let's pray God's blessing over these guys. Here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Happy birthday and happy anniversary. That's great. Fantastic. Well, just before we carry on worshipping, um, I think I saw someone. Did I? I did. Amanda, did something quite good happen to you yesterday at Girls' Day Out? Yeah, do you want to tell us about that? Riss told us. Well, Riss told Jan, and then the Holy Spirit told me. Um, I'd been suffering from back pain for a while, and uh, I went to an elective at Girls' Day Out, and it was about healing. And so I was busy praying for everyone else, and then at the end I went up to Riz. So Riz and Lana, they prayed for me. And... God told Lana exactly what to pray for me, like it was the alignment of my spine, and so she prayed that God would like almost like stretch me out, and so um, yeah, God healed me. I feel so much better because awesome. it was all in my Fantastic. neck and my shoulders and back, and awesome. I felt really good. And last night I had a really good sleep. Right. So praise God. That's oh, awesome. God. Thank you. Isn't that great? That's great. Fantastic. Why don't you jump up on your feet? Let's continue worshiping this morning. Is anyone here this morning that's got something to be thankful for? Isn't God awesome? Awesome. Now I find the most powerful times for me can can quite often be in times of worship. Um, I've heard it said before that there's a a majority of churches, uh, people that attend churches, sadly but quite truthfully, um, I think worship is sometimes the only time we really stop and focus 100% on God and listen to hear His voice and experience His presence. So I want to encourage, encourage us this morning. Let's take that time now with every eye closed. Let's just focus on His presence right here this morning because He wants to touch us. He has delivered us and He is delivering us. He's a good, good, good Father. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here this morning. presence in this place this morning, Lord. Here and now, I surrender, I am desperate for a moment with you. moment with you I am lost in your goodness I'm surrounded I am found in your love 
found in your love here in your presence here in your arms there's nothing better knowing your love help me to trust you more every day you hold my forever you are will here and now here and now I surrender I am desperate for a moment with you oh Lord moment with you I am lost in your goodness I am surrounded I am found in your love I'm found in your love here in your here in your arms there's nothing better than knowing your love help me to trust you more every day you hold my forever and you are will here in your presence here in your presence here in your arms there's nothing better than knowing Help me to trust you more every day. You hold my forever. You are will stay. Just to know you is all I want. Just to know you is all I need. Just a moment and I am free. Just a moment with you Just to know you is all I want Just to know you is all I need Just a moment and I am free Just a moment Here in your arms, there's nothing better than knowing your love. Help me to trust you for every day. You hold my forever, and you I will stay here in your presence, here in your arms. There's nothing better than knowing your love. Help me to trust you for every day. Hold my forever, and you are who stay. Just to know you is all I want. Just to know you is all I need. Just a moment and I am free. 
just a moment with you just a moment with you oh, just a Yeah. 
no matter what. This morning, you, um, you're you wrestling with God over an obedience issue, and uh, He's asked you to do something quite clearly, and you're now negotiating with Him on what corners you can cut, and uh, He would say to you today, none, but uh, I want to encourage you not to negotiate the corners. He, he uh, I think of Saul in the scripture where... I can't think it was the Amalekites they were fighting and Saul's uh, God Samuel God said through Samuel very very clearly that Saul and the army were to take no plunder whatsoever and Saul went in and they had the great victory but they cut some corners they they took some of the plunder they took some of the best for themselves and on that occasion 
it was the wrong thing to do because God had said, take nothing. And I don't know who you are this morning, but I really felt as we were singing, just to encourage you, be obedient to what God's asking you to do. Don't cut the corners. Go the whole way. He's looking for our obedience. And, um, and enjoy the journey. You can count on Jesus. Amen. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Well, it's awesome to have David and Claire with us, Pastor David Quinn from Fielding Church. We've known each other for quite a while now. I don't know how long, quite a while. And, um, and David and Quinn lead Activate Church in Fielding. So what did I say? David and Quinn. <laughs> I've said worse. <laughs> David and Claire. David and Claire are leading Activate Church in, in Fielding. It's a great church in a great town. I don't know if you've been to Fielding over recent years, but any town that puts a motor racing track in the middle of the town is worth celebrating. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's been voted the prettiest, isn't it? The prettiest. 14 times the prettiest town in the country. It's an amazing little place near Palmerston North. And um, anyway, it's awesome to have you with us. And why don't you come and um, share with us whatever God's laid on your heart. It'll be great. Good morning. How are you? Awesome. It's cool to be here. And we've got a mini Trevor. You two could play games. You could trick people because you could just pretend that you're your son and he could pretend. He, and, and you could have a lot of fun with that. You can see the naughty side of me starting to come out already. And it's so cool to be here. It just feels like we are at church because we're family. Amen? And that's one of the things I love about Activate is it just feels like family. It just feels so right. I loved when we started journeying. Um, crikey, it was quite a number of years ago when we first had a conversation about this. And, um, and it just feels right. Amen? Don't you love when God takes you on a journey and it just feels right? You just know that God's got you on that journey and you're meant to be where you're meant to be. It brings a level of confidence that I just love and it's, it's fantastic. So, so it's such a privilege for me to be here, but it just feels like we've just, it's just like going to church like normal, which is really cool. Can, can, I, can I start with prayer? Is that all right? Lord, we want to thank you that you are a good God. We want to thank you, Lord, that you're a God full of goodness. Lord, I want to thank you that you have promised us that we will see the miraculous, that we will see the supernatural, that you will bless us, you will guard us, you will keep us, you will shape us, you will mold us. So Lord, we ask for that to come to pass today. We ask that heaven can be released in this place, that we can draw closer to you than we've ever drawn before. And Lord, we give you the praise and the glory for that. Amen. Amen. I'm going to start with a piece of scripture I have not got in my notes because I just felt prompted by God to do that right there. This is from Ephesians chapter 1. And this is a piece of scripture that I have read 
countless times. Ephesians is one of my favorite books in the Bible, and I've read it so many times. I used to start reading it because it was one of the shortest books, so it was easy to read, because um, that's because I'm a bloke. And, um, but but uh, I've grown to love this book over the years. And I was reading this a few weeks ago, and it just, wow, came alive to me. Do you, do you love it when Scripture just comes alive, and you're reading something, and it's like, whoa, I've never seen that before. That is so cool. And this happened to me, and this piece of Scripture I want to read to you is from Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 12. If you've got a Bible, I'd love you to turn with me. I'm reading from the, the, um, the Bible, uh, a new living New Living Translation here. So it says here in verse 12, God's purpose. And that's the part that really stopped me. It just stopped me in my tracks, God's purpose. I thought, whoa, we run around so much in life and we're actually looking for what's my purpose? What is my purpose in God? What am I supposed to do in God? But actually, we'll just flip that on its head. What's God's purpose? Because the reality is it's not about you and it's not about me. What's his purpose? And it just jumped out the page at me. It says, God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news, that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that, we will, that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own. So what does it do? It's starting off here, it's in God's purpose. So that's listen up. And it says his purpose is that we will bring him praise and glory. And that's it's talking as Jews. And then, and then it spends a little bit of time saying, actually you Gentiles are now in this promise. It's saying, you know, because you believed, because you, and God sent his Holy Spirit, et cetera, et cetera, and he's drawn you into this, and the promises are now your promises as well. And then it finishes with this. He's purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. And you know, for the last few weeks, everything I've been doing has been starting with and finishing with praise and glorifying the Lord. Because it doesn't matter what we do, at the end of the day, God's purpose is that we praise and glorify him. Amen? So can we start this message this morning with giving him praise and glory? You know, Lord, I just declare that whatever words come out of my mouth, I take no ownership for them, Lord, but I give you the praise and glory for them. And I just pray that you can have your way with them in the name of Jesus. Amen. I love to pray for people for healing and things. And I came into this meeting and I had one thing God placed on my heart. And, and um, he, uh, he gave me nothing else. And I thought, oh, well, that's okay. Because I've learned that over time that, that uh, that's okay. Because if God wants to heal one person, that's cool. If he wants to heal everybody, that's cool. The reality is he does want to heal everybody. And sometimes it's all now and sometimes it's a bit later on. And that's okay because his plans are his plans. I don't need to try and manufacture things because I used to do that. I used to try and make things happen because I wanted to see the things of God come to pass. I wanted to see, see, I wanted things. And suddenly I realized one day, actually, it's got nothing to do with me. You know, get out the way, man. You know, stop mucking around here. Let God do his thing. So I came in this morning and I was quite at peace with that. And then God started to place on my heart thing after thing after thing. I thought, whoa. And one of them, I'm not going to pray for you as an individual. 
because I truly believe there is no guilt, shame, and condemnation in the church. Amen? I believe this is a safe place. And I believe that we as people, as Christians, but primarily as people, have got the ability to place guilt, shame, and condemnation on people just because we can. And we don't need to do that. We don't. So I'm not going to even call this person out. I'm not even going to lay hands on them because I don't think I need to. Because God's God and he can do what he likes. And the reason I'm saying this is because God told me there's somebody suffering from depression. And I've got nothing wrong with praying for people with depression. But this person is a smiley-faced person. And people will look at you differently because in the exterior you look happy, but on the inside you're not. And God says he's going to transform that. He's going to make you happy on the inside. And I just feel to do this a little bit different this morning. I just feel to release the opposite of what you're feeling. Is that okay? So if that's you, there may be more than one person, but if that's you, I just want you to just grab a hold, receive this in Jesus' name. Lord, we just pray this morning for this person or persons. And Lord, we just declare that this depression is not from you. We declare that you're a good God, you're full of goodness. And Lord, we acknowledge that you have given us the ability to shift an atmosphere. So Lord, we ask that you can release peace, joy, hope, love into this person or these people. And we ask that you can do this in a miraculous way this morning. And we give you the praise and we give you the glory for this. Amen. Amen. Can I ask from a purely selfish point of view, just because it makes me feel better, if that was you and you feel better at the end of the service, can you just come and let me know? Because I'd love to share that. I won't name who you are, but I'd love to share that at the next service because they're not as mature Christians as you are. They, 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 they need a little bit more lifting up than you do. You know? So, so uh, you know, sharing a testimony is a very powerful thing. I won't name who you are, but if we can just share that with them later on, that'd be really cool. So if you can, uh, I believe, I actually believe there's two people who've just been healed from that depression right now. And so if you can come and let me know at the end of the service, I'd love to share that in the next, next meeting. Gathering. Yeah. Gathering. It's a gathering. We're not having a service. We're having a gathering. Cut that out. Oh, my word. You get people in here and they spoil what you've been trying to do. For, oh, I don't know. It's, a, it's hard to get a good speaker these days, isn't it? You know? <sighs> right. You ready? All right. So if I was to say to you, God is good, what would you say? Do you believe that? Or is it a cliche? Went quiet in here, didn't it? Wow, I just killed the mood there, right there. Well, no, no, I'm serious. That's a serious question. Do you believe that, or is it just a thing that rolls off your tongue? Do you really believe that, or is it just something you've been saying for years because you've been saying it for years? Don't worry, it happens in our church too. It's not a bad thing, you know. It's a good question, and I think it's a really good question to ask that of everything that we do because it's a question that can guard us from becoming too religious about things. And we need to guard against that because we need to release faith. So it is a really good question. You see, God is good, and he is good all the time. But when it becomes just about religion, when it becomes just about something that we say, not something that we do, something that we, we just 
We just say it because everybody else is saying it. And because, you know, you know we feel awkward if we don't say it. Then, then something is robbed of the fact that actually God is good. He is full of goodness. Amen. He's good all the time. But you see, it robs us of faith. It robs us of releasing faith into something that can be supernatural. Something can be phenomenal. They just need something of faith released to kick it off. All we need to do is actually stop being a little bit religious and start being more faithful. But that's hard to do when it just rolls off our tongue. That's hard to do when it just becomes something that we say because we've always said it. Is that all right? Very quiet, very quiet. I want to read to you from James chapter 2. If you've got a Bible, I'd love you to come and join with me. James chapter 2. And I'm going to read to you from verse 19 onwards. It says this. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Do you believe there's one God? Goes on and says this. Good for you. Even the demons believe this. Ouch. (laughs) That's a bit of a, you know, good for you. You believe there's a God. But even the demons believe this. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm being set up here, you know. And they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together, and his actions made his faith complete. And so it happened just as the scripture says, Abraham believed God and counted, and God counted him as righteousness because of his faith. He was even called a friend of God. So you see, you are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. So when we say things like God is good all the time, it's not, he's not good all the time because we just say it. It's also because of we actively action our faith as well. We step into it. It's actually quite easy to be a Christian. I've noticed over, I've been a Christian for a little while now, and I find it quite easy to be a Christian when it's all going well. Yeah? Anybody with me? You know, when everything's all good running, it's quite easy to be a Christian, isn't it? It's actually, it's not a hard thing to be a Christian, you know, but the reality is it doesn't stay like that, does it? It's only like that sometimes. Sometimes it's actually quite hard to be a Christian. Sometimes we actually have to activately Oh, step out and go, no, I'm not, making, I'm not taking this. I'm actually going to stand up for what is right. No, I'm not going to listen to that rubbish. That's, I'm going to stand up and say what's right. I'm going to speak truth into this situation. I'm going to believe. I'm going to, I'm going to pray. I'm going to do stuff. I'm actually going to activate things. I'm going to do stuff. I'm going to be an active Christian. That's hard work. You see, when, it's, when times are hard, it's easy for us to go, oh, yeah. When one of your mates is making a smart joke that's just really inappropriate and, and you think, and you go, ha, 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 instead of going, you know, that's hard. 
You know, when peer pressure is putting, you know, you to do something and you're thinking, I don't want to do that. That's not ethical. But you go with the flow because all your mates are doing it. It's actually, that's quite hard to go, actually, I'm not doing that. That's wrong. To stand for what we believe, to actively be Christian, when times are tough, is tough. You see, when you're put under pressure, something happens. Your true character is revealed. What is in the heart will eventually come out if it's put under pressure. True self turns up. That's when we have to dig deep. That's when we, when times are tough, we actually have to go to the well and, and draw deep and, and see what we can get out. But, but there's a problem. If the well is empty, you can't draw from it. When those time, tough times come, and, and let's be totally honest, they come. They come. And I'm, I'm speaking from experience here. The last three years in ministry have been the toughest three years in ministry I've ever had. But I've grown the most. I've expanded the most. I've actually have had some of the, the best times in ministry in the last three years as well as been the toughest times. You see, I've started to enjoy the journey. So when times are tough, we actually need to dig deep. But you can only draw from the well if there's something in the well. If the well's empty, you don't get anything out. I love what Steve McCracken says. He said we should wash in the word. I don't know if he said that when he came to you guys, but he said that to us. He says, you should wash in the word. Not just read it, you should wash in it. You should, you should bathe in it. You should shower in it. You should, you should come completely immersed in it. And he wasn't talking about learning scripture verses, which is a good thing to do, but he wasn't talking about you know, learning it off by heart and things like that. And, um, he was talking about getting it in you, getting it inside you. You see, when times are tough, Scripture can really help you to get through tough times, but it can't help you if it's not in there. When we go through tough times, our prayer life can be transformed into something amazing when the Word is in you. Suddenly you pray with conviction. Suddenly you pray with confidence. And a boldness comes to your prayers. I love that. So tough times are not always bad things. They can expand us and they can grow us and they can take us to a new level. But, you know, we have to have the word inside of us. We have to have the, the Holy Spirit in us inspiring us. We have, to, we have to be connected to a living God that we can draw from when times are tough. And so we can progress forward. And so that we don't just live in this, this little Christianese bubble. And, and you know, because one day that will burst. We have to dig deep. You see, when, when all that stuff's in you and you're drawing from the well, you're not drawing from head knowledge, you're drawing from heart knowledge. And there's a massive difference. You see, head knowledge will let you down. If I learn something in head knowledge and it's own that tells me, I'll go, well, oh, that's nice, that's cool. Trevor might tell me something, I go, oh, he's a wise man, I'll take that on board. But if it stays here, and I don't get a revelation of it, it doesn't move to here. And when it stays here, and suddenly times get tough, and Sheridan says, but David, and I'll go, it was on, it was Trevor, they told me. They did it. 
Who ate the apple? It was a woman. It's the same thing. But if I've got a if I've got a relationship with Owen and Trevor and, and they speak into my life and, and they help me get a revelation and, and it moves from here to here and, and Sharon goes, David, now go. But you don't understand. We've got to move forward. It's, you know, I'm digging deep. It's from in here. I stand on my conviction. I don't blame other people. I stand on what I believe. Amen. And that's what happens when we, we dig deep in the Word of God and, and we get soaked in it and it just, it just encompasses everything about us and something inside of us and it shifts and we can become so, so much more. And tough times come and they do come. And when they come, we dig deep in the well and what flows out of our mouth is Scripture. What flows out of our mouth is faith. What flows out of our body is action. We actually step up. That's when, when, when true Christians get tough times. They don't go, whoa, didn't see that coming. They go, whoa, time to step up. They move forward. They don't retreat. They take ground for the kingdom. They don't back off because they're digging from the well. And what's the well? It's the word of God. All right, you ready? Very quickly, I've got, I, I don't normally do this kind of five things kind of preaching. It's not me. God gave me this other day. I had a completely different message for you. But, but you know, has God ever come up and goes, yeah, yeah, that's really cool, David. But, um, yeah, nah, not for this service. Uh, well, he did that to me the other day there. So I had to put change and go with what he said because he's a bit bigger than me. I'm just a little fella. And so I've got five things. I never preach five things. But I've got five things today. So if you've got a notepad, you might want to write these down. You ready? Five things to get you through tough times. Number one, this is a real, this to me is a key for life. Know who you are. It's as simple as that. You need to know that you're a child of God. You need to know who you are. Romans chapter 8 says, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share in his glory, we must also share in his suffering. We are his children. We are co-heirs with Christ. Know who you are. You know, when, when I come under spiritual attack, I don't always do this, but I try and do this. I, I would love to tell you that I always do this, but I, I don't. Sometimes it takes me a little while to realize what's going on before I do this. But I smile and go, ha, must be doing something right if the devil's attacking me. <laughs> How cool's our God? He even lets the devil show us that we're on track. Ha, <laughs> know who you are. I'm a child of God. He can throw whatever he likes at me. I'm a child of God. I've read the end of the book. He loses. Amen. You see, I can, I can pull from the well. I can draw from the well and know that it's okay. He loses. He loses every time. All the time. How good is our God? He's good all the time. Because the devil loses all the time. I've read it. It's in the book. I can draw from that. I can draw from it because I know I'm a child of God. You need to know who you are. You need to know you're righteous. Mm. 
That always makes people go, oh, not me. I was with you right up to that point, Pastor, but you don't understand, Pastor. I've done these things in my life, Pastor. You know, but I don't care. You can't change the fact. If you're a child of God and you've got the Holy Spirit in you, then either Christ died to set you free and make you righteous, or he didn't. Amen. Period. Yeah? You read the Word of God. It says that you're made righteous by what he did, not by what you did. Your sins have got nothing to do with what he did. You, he died to set you free from that stuff. You are righteous in his name. Amen. And you need to understand that and you need to get that inside of you because every time somebody brings up something, you're going to cower in guilt, shame, and condemnation if you don't get understanding of that in your spirit. Yeah, I, might have did that. I did that stuff. That was me. But my God. Yeah, but you back in the, Yeah, but my God. Yeah, but I remember in 1972, it was a Tuesday. But my God. You see, when I understand that I am, I am made righteous by what he did, not by what I did, that I am set free from the stuff I did because of what he did. He did that before I did the things I did. Amen. Knowing fine well, I'd probably have done them anyway. He's pretty good, you know. I think we're onto something with this God stuff, you know. You need to know that you're a child of God. You need to know that you're righteous. You need to know that you're forgiven as well. 1 John 1, 7 says, But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. All sin. That was written before you committed any sin. It's easy for us to read that and think of it in past tense. It's future tense. It was written before you committed any sin. We take it to the Lord, we're forgiven. We just need to move forward. Stop letting the past drag us back. And you're set free is the next one. Galatians 5.1. Freedom in Christ. So Christ has truly set us free. Now making sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. You're free. What do you need to know? You need to know you're a child of God, you're righteous, you're forgiven, and you're set free. Know who you are. Amen. That's point number one. I'm going to have to go quite quickly here. Point number two. Know that you'll get through. You know, if someone is in a hard time, a lack of um, vision can be a hindrance to them because they don't see a way through. If somebody's suffering from depression, it's a lack of hope that robs them, you know, but instilling hope gets them through. If we are in a situation where we've never been there before and we don't see the path through, it's that lack of knowledge of how to get through that robs us. It's that not knowing that there's a way out that is a stumbling block to us. If you've ever been in a tough situation, you're trying to work something out and, and it feels like it's a hopeless situation until you see the way out and as soon as you might still be in the midst of a situation, you're, you haven't gotten out yet, but suddenly everything about you changes. Your, your whole demeanor changes because now you know there's a way out. You can, you can see the way out. You're still in the midst of what's going on, but you know you're going to get out. Suddenly everything changes. Well, how about when we suddenly realize, as Christians, we're in a tough situation, 
we just switch on the, the thought, I know there's a way through. I don't know what it looks like yet, but I know there's a way through. I know I'm going to get through this. I know it's not going to rob me. It's not going to kill me. It's, I'm, I'm going to survive this. I don't know when I'm going to get out of it, but that doesn't matter because I know my God is good. Amen. I know I'm going to get through this. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 says, The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. I love that. We can think it's only me, me, myself, and I. I'm the only one going through this. But, but the, no, it's no different to anybody else. Get over it, you know. Um, and then it goes on and says, And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. Hallelujah. And when you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Hallelujah. Know that you'll get through is point two. Number three, point three, enjoy the journey. <laughs> Easy for you to say you've come out the other end. How do you know? I might be having the time of my life in the midst of it. You know, we need to enjoy the journey. One of the things I've been doing for quite some time now is I've realized that, that the devil is actually not very clever. He's actually quite stupid. He's very sneaky. He's very good at tempting. He's very good at lying. Um, he's very good at being devious. But he's actually not very clever because he always uses the same things over and over again. And the outcome is always the same. He loses. Amen. So he's actually not that clever. And I've discovered that we have got the ability to shift an atmosphere because the Holy Spirit is in me. The Holy Spirit is in you. Amen? So we just need to ask God, how do we shift this? What's going on? What do I see? If I see a situation that's full of, of um, I don't know, maybe it's full of anxiety. You're sitting in a meeting somewhere and, and you're feeling anxious or someone else is clearly anxious and you see this and, well, Lord, I just pray release peace in that person because that's the opposite spirit that is activating here. Lord, the enemy is trying to make that person anxious. So, Lord, I pray release peace in that person and you watch anxiety disappear. Amen. You might be in a situation and you think, and they're thinking it's hopeless, we'll release hope. You might be in a situation where there's sorrow, release joy. You might be in a situation where someone has never been loved, release love in the name of Jesus. You watch that situation change. We, we have got an ability to shift an atmosphere because we've got a living God in here. Amen. We need to get a, a revelation of that. James chapter 2 Chapter, chapter 1, sorry, verse 2 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Enjoy the journey. Troubles, any troubles, and consider an opportunity for great joy. Shift the atmosphere. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Tough times can actually be an opportunity for great joy. Don't allow the enemy to turn things around for you. You do it to him. 
Turn it around. Turn it around. You see, the way that you think about your situation can determine your way through. If you allow your situation to be hopeless and you think, and it might even come out of your, wor your words out your mouth, this is hopeless, then you probably are in a hopeless situation because you're declaring that. You're prophesying that into your situation. But the reality is if you turn it around and say, actually, I speak life into this situation. I speak hope into this situation. I speak joy into this situation, etc., etc." Then you start to prophesy a different tune. You start to speak life. You start to speak a way out. You start to speak, you know, this is going to be an amazing journey. You can start to enjoy the journey. Suddenly, the whole thing shifts. I love that. Number four. Embrace the journey. Don't just look for a way out. Ask God. I learned this years and years ago. I, I, I learned that I was going through situations time and time again. And they were all quite similar. I won't go, go into the details of it. But, but, but basically, I wasn't learning anything from the situation I was in. All I was doing was repeating the situation. Now, I'm not saying for a second that God was causing those situations, but I'm certainly saying he was allowing them to happen. And if you read the book of Job, you'll understand that God allows stuff to happen sometimes. Stuff that's not nice, but he allows it to happen sometimes. And I remember, I studied the book of Job when I was at theological college. It's a fascinating book. And I discovered some this that God, God allows. And so I started asking a question Lord, why am I going through this? And that question developed into a new question. Lord, what do I need to learn in this situation? And I learned that, that when, when you embrace, like the, some stuff's going on around about you, and you go, Lord, what do I need to learn? And you learn from that situation. You, say, you tend not to go through it again. Because God's got, well, it's my boy, he's learning, he's growing. He doesn't need that. I'm not going to allow him to go through that again. So the next time the enemy brings that, he goes, nah, 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 nah. He's not going through that. You can't touch him. You can't touch him. Doesn't mean we won't go through other stuff. But we're learning from it. And so a question I ask, I embrace the journey. Lord, what do I need to learn here? James chapter 1 verse 4. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. What do I need to learn? Let it grow. Number five, last point. Very quickly, running out of time. Keep your eyes on him. Very simple. Very, very simple. What you focus on will grow. So don't focus on your trouble. If you're in troubled times, turn it around. Focus on Jesus. He's got all the answers. He is the answer. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. If somebody here has got kidney trouble, and I'd love to pray for you at the end, so if you can come and see me. Someone, someone's got a problem with their hand. I think it's your right hand, but I could be wrong on that, but it's definitely got a problem with your hand, your joints. Somebody's got a problem with one of your knees. Come and see me, and I'll pray for you at the end. But before we do that, 
I'd love to give you an opportunity to get right with Jesus. You see, sometimes we just need a perspective shift. Sometimes we just need to, to shift our thinking. It's as simple as that. Sometimes we might think, yeah, I've done that before. Can I say wrong thinking? Can I be that bold? You see, because you've been through something before doesn't mean you, need to, you don't need to go through it again. Sometimes we just need to say, God, here I am. Here I am. My life verses, Lord, here I am, sent me. It's my life verse. And, uh, but I use that verse in so many different situations. I, I, I've even responded to my own altar call before. Here I am, Lord. Because before he can send you, he needs you to embrace him and recognize you actually can do nothing without him. Here I am. And I, I don't mean this in a condemning way or I don't mean to bring shame or condemnation in any way. So if you feel this at all, just break it off and say, no, that's not what he's saying. But I feel in my spirit this morning that there's people being going through the motions here. There's people being going through the motions of, of being a Christian. And I don't care if you've been a Christian your entire life or for five minutes. We can all fall into this trap. And the way that you'll know this, the Holy Spirit just said to me, the way you'll know this is you'll just start to feel a joy, a stirring, a something in your spirit right now stirring in you. And that's the Holy Spirit saying to you, here I am. And he's saying, here I am, pick me. So you may have been on a journey for a long time, but I believe the Lord is calling you to, to freshen that up and get on board with them again. And there, there's another group, maybe you've never done this before. And, and again, you may have been going to church for a long time, but you've never actually responded to Jesus. You've never actually said, Lord, Pick me, because I'm picking you right now. And I don't care if this is the first time here or whether you've been coming your entire life. If you've never done that, can I suggest that the Lord is saying quite clearly that today he wants you to? He wants you to respond. And as I said earlier on, there's no guilt, there's no shame, there's no condemnation here. And so I want to make this as easy as possible. I want everybody to close your eyes and bow your heads. And if you're in one of those two categories, can you just raise your hand? And when your hand goes up, I'll acknowledge it and you can put it down again. And we'll just say a simple prayer at the end. If that's you, just pop your hand up. I see that hand in the middle. That's awesome. You can put it down. Is there anyone else? I see another hand in the middle. That's cool. The Lord just said to me, there's actually an awful lot more. I see that hand on the left. That's cool. Is there anyone else? I believe there's about another seven people. You may just feel a stirring in your spirit. You may just feel it. I see that hand over there. That's awesome. Another one over there. That's fantastic. If God's stirring you, he's stirring you for a reason. He's stirring you because he wants to connect with you, not just you connect with him. You don't want to miss that opportunity. Just one last time. If that's you, pop your hand in the air and we'll pray very quickly.
I actually really feel quite strongly that there's people who didn't respond that God was calling to. And so, even if you were too shy to pop your hand in the air, that's okay. That's all right. There is no guilt, shame, and condemnation here. But when we pray this prayer, we're all going to pray it together, so there's, there's no singling people out. But when we pray this, I just want you to pray it with extra gusto because you're connecting with God. Amen? Let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, we come to you in this awesome place. And we thank you there's no guilt, shame, and condemnation here. We thank you, Lord, that, that you're a good God, full of goodness. So today, we commit our lives to you. We acknowledge that you're a Lord and Savior. We ask that you can forgive us for the things we've done wrong and set us free. Come and live in us afresh today. And here I am, Lord, send me. And everybody said, Amen. How about we give God a big, a big shout of praise? It's awesome. He is good. He is awesome. Now, I don't know how you close your services here, so I'm going to hand back to uh, Pastor Sheridan. But I want to encourage you. I'll be up the front here. I'll pray for anybody who wants prayer. If you're one of those people with one of those ailments, then come and we'll anoint you and we'll believe for healing. Amen. Thank you, David. How about giving him a big hand? Fantastic. Make sure you do come down the front and see him, please, as we close. A couple of things. Parents of children, intermediates, your take-home question to discuss this week is, what is worship? So when you're sitting around the dinner table with the family, they're all geared up to discuss that with you. What is worship? We Excellent. So that'll be a good discussion, won't it? Be brilliant. Um, prayer meeting. We were advertising the wrong date. It was last week. So don't come this week. <laughs> no one will be here. <laughs> so if you missed it, pray at home. It was fantastic. Sorry, our bad. So uh, it was a good meeting. So um, yeah, there you go. Why don't you jump up on your feet? Let me pray God's blessing on you as we go into our week. And uh, David's going to be speaking again at 6 p.m. tonight. I encourage you to come out. And if you'd like prayer for anything at all, please do come down the front here. Can I remind you as you leave to be purposed in your giving, please? The giving stations are on the left. There's giving cards in the back of the seats. You can put them in the boxes at the doors. Your giving is what enables us to do what we do. So thank you for your generosity. Father, I thank you that you've taken the time to place a message on David's heart today for him to share that we need to hear. Because, Lord, we know that tough times come upon us all, normally when we least expect it. And I thank you that you care enough to give us tools to help us navigate those difficult passages. So, Lord, as we go into the week this week, as your church, we go in armed we go in with hope. We go in knowing that we can release and carrying your peace. We go in as ones who know you as our Father. And I pray, Lord, that the outcome of that is that wherever we are and whenever we're there, we will be like Jesus. Father, that there would be a kind, patient, helpful word on our lips. Lord, I pray that this week you would stir us in our spirits to step it up, that an act of goodness would be followed by a word that you would just give us that little nudge and that we would be obedient to you 
to take it through the next or to the next level because we know that faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of God. So Father, give us that nudge, push us beyond, help us be courageous in that I pray in Jesus' name. Let your church leave this morning knowing the peace of God, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you hang around, have a coffee, talk to some people, meet some people, and have a great day.